Neve, what makes somebody insightful? I personally believe that if you have a natural curiosity about you, if you're the kind of person that just wants to know what's going on behind what you see in people's lives, that curiosity, that sense of wonderment is what makes you more insightful. Some people are definitely more insightful than others, but it's it's a feeling more so than a gift. Okay, so nurture or nature or both? I think it's probably a combination of both. I think we can develop uh, skills at being more insightful depending on the environment. So, you know, I think what, what it might require to be insightful at work is different than what it might require to be insightful around your friends or, or with people or but when I think of the word insightful, I think of people and I think of what makes one person more insightful than the other is a genuine curiosity, a genuine interest in people that makes you more insightful. And is there a link between insight and intuition? It's not one that I would automatically couple. Um, I mean, I can I could certainly see where there are parallels and where there are similarities, but I think uh, to be insightful is probably a combination of a feeling and th- you think. And it's something that that comes from a sense of logic as well. Whereas intuition, I think, really is entirely comes from a feeling. So will we talk about intuition today, Neve? Why not? Brilliant. I'm Melanie Morris. And I'm Neve Ennis. And this is The Changing Room. So intuition, uh, how, how is it going to help us and how is it going to hinder us in life, Neve? Well, in, when you've developed, uh, you know, your own sense of your intuition, it's very powerful uh, in terms of being able to make decisions. It, it gives you a real sense of trusting. It's a, Intuition is like it's an inner guidance. It's like your your inner GPS mm. and it it can it can guide you. There's no right and wrong, obviously, when it comes to to making decisions. And I do believe that I think that every decision that we make brings us where we're supposed to be going. But what our intuition can do is it can tell us in the best possible way how it's going to make us feel. So once we start to really trust our intuition and trust to know the difference between our brain telling us this is actually what you should do versus your intuition saying, I suggest this might be what you mm. could do. Um, there is a difference. And again, it's the head, the heart. It's the the, the feeling exper- experiential uh, aspect as much as it is being a cerebral. So and your your inner GPS, it can actually be a really, really good guide in life. Oh, can't it? a fantastic guide. Now, it's something that throughout the course of our lives, we fine tune our intuition. At certain stages, our intuition might be a bit sharper than others. There are times, maybe in times of trauma and times of if we lose somebody, our intuition could can dull and fade and we mightn't be able to trust and really? rely on it. Yeah, absolutely. Like Explain th- that a little bit. So for for example, when when we are going through life and we're fine tuning our intuition and it's 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 guiding us and that GPS and you can hear the voice saying, you know, turn left or, you know, turn right up, up, up mm. ahead or whatever. 
So it can really be a good solid, um, give us a good solid steer in the direction that we should be going. But something, sometimes things happen like loss, like, um, you know, financial troubles, like and, and we move from a place of trusting our intuition to a place of fear. So right. the decision process or the the reliance that we would have on our intuition can dull. It can fade. Is that because hormones are kind of governing governing us? So we've got maybe an adrenaline rush or something that we may not be able to control or we mightn't be aware of, but it's our survival mechanism coming into play and maybe our brain isn't as sharp or we're not as in touch Absolutely. with ourselves. I mean, definitely it's our survival mechanism coming into place. No question that, you know, if so anything traumatic for, that happens in your life mm. can actually just, you know, it, we, we rebel against it, we resist it, but equally we go into that mode of trying to think how am I going to get through this how am I going to survive it and that's where the survival element comes in so you then can start making decisions based on that instinct based on fear based on if I do this then it might make it go away if I it's kind of know, primal yeah exactly mm. exactly that's a much better way of describing it and so it it means then that we can't always rely on our our intuition mm. because just sometimes it might not be as reliable as it as it can be on other occasions yeah but when when something traumatic happens to you or when something life changing happens to you, I think we all have a sense that actually, you know, everything's changing inside us as we react and as we try to mm. cope and manage this new reality, even if it's only a temporary new reality. So that's that's probably just the one caveat I'd give about yeah. trusting your instinct that sometimes it's not within our reach. Mm-hmm. And I mean, intuition is also our gut, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that what people yeah. go on about trusting your gut? Yeah. They actually mean trust your intuition, don't they? Yeah. And the reason they say that is because it's a feeling, mm. you know, I'm back to and if the listeners could hear me, I'm putting my hand to my head and yeah. uh, to my stomach. And it is the difference between what goes on in our head is not intuition. That's rational. That's our logic. That's our control. That's all the things that we do and we act upon, whereas our feelings our gut and where our gut is is where the feelings that lead our intuition are stored but don't they say that the gut is the second brain isn't yeah. that what they call yeah. it there's your esoteric nervous system if you want to call it that yeah. there are three nervous systems yeah. uh your direct your indirect and your esoteric and that's what's right. sitting in your gut and that's yeah. what what is basically your compass and that is making you feel something yeah. is right or something is and wrong. And you know the science behind it, being the nutritional mm. expert. Um, but what I have, what I do also know is that it has a memory. So when something traumatic happens us and we react or, you know, that feeling of butterflies, yeah. or nerves or nervous anticipation and we can feel it. You can actually feel it in your stomach. Sometimes and in a lot of on a lot of occasions when a similar event happens again in the future. We feel that exact oh same way. Oh my God, yes. You actually get the cake in the yeah. gut before the event even That's happens. Absolutely. Yeah. And that can determine how we make decisions because we make it based on how we're feeling. So that's where that memory can come in and can start to mess with yeah. the intuition versus the brain versus, you know. So so in, in going back to the original point, your intuition is about a feeling. It's about experience. It's about learning how to trust that feeling. And it's it's clearing the way here. We mm-hmm. talk about, you know, making space again. But when we become 
calm and when we allow ourselves to think, okay, what am I thinking about this? I have a decision to make. I have two two options and I need to to separate what do I believe is the rational, logical, sensible, smart thing to do. Yeah. And then I have to think about how is it making me feel? Mm. And very often and I'm not I know I'm not alone in this, but one of the best ways I find or I found initially when I was trying to develop my intuition more was to think about the decision if I if I took the opposite yes. route. So very often I go, OK, so if I decided that I'm going to move to London next week, is that the right thing for me to do? And then I'd feel that, oh, my God, no, you'd hate it. You wouldn't like it. It's just not for you. You know, so how you can trust how decisions, both decisions, the either or the or, mm. how they can make you feel and learning how to trust that judgment, how to tune in to that judgment is a bit of a skill, but it's one that once you do it once, it gets easier the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. I must say, I use that all the time yeah. because um, I would find, you know, for example, if I'm making a decision for a client and, you know, we've been offered opportunity A yeah. and I go, Mm, should we do it or should we not? And I always think, well, how would you feel if one of the competitors yeah. accepted you? You, de- you declined and one of your competitors Very accepted good. it. Yeah. How would you feel about that? And yeah. I think that normally knocks me into shape fairly yeah. quickly. I feel, do you know what? I'd feel let them at it. Yeah. Then the option is then the answer is no. If I'm feeling mm, then you've got to keep keep yeah. going. And I think the other one that I know we've spoken about in the past is you've got to imagine you see a text come up. And it's either telling you that what you've decided is happening or isn't happening. Yeah. Are you relieved that it's happening or yeah. are you relieved that it isn't happening? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's another way. Maybe definitely, definitely. Of kind of yeah. outsourcing the yeah. gut instinct. It is. <laughs> and it's judging your reaction to hearing both sides yeah. of it. And how would you react? Yeah. And you, when you go to that place, when you bring yourself to that place, you have to go, you know, free of judgment. You can't be judging. It's not based on what other people think about it. It's not based on what you've heard other people say about it. It's how does it make you feel? How mm. do you feel when you're looking at that text and reading that something has happened or it hasn't? That's the that's the best way. And I think this comes back to the awful buzzword of 2019 of authenticity. Yeah. But when you're being true to yourself, everything yeah. just sits easily. Yeah, it does. But when you're jarring with yourself and when you're doing something that isn't right or you're not listening to your intuition or your yeah. gut, yeah. then it becomes an uphill battle. Oh, and really nobody does. has any yeah. fun in the situation. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's, it, authenticity or being real or being genuine, you know, they're all, those words just make such an impact when you follow them. So when you're saying, when you're working, you're living your authenticity, when you're living the life that you're supposed to live, that feels in alignment, that feels real, that feels true to yourself, whether that involves, you know, the people that you have currently around you, whether you carry on with them around Mm. you or without. It's all the different elements that make up your life. Is that the life you want? Are you being real? Are you speaking your truth? When people ask you for your opinion, are you really giving them your honest Mm. opinion Mm. or are you telling them what you think they want to hear? With, of course, the niceties of, of, you know, not being insulting to everybody that you speak to. But that sense of when you know that you're speaking your truth, when your boundaries are Mm. strong, when your boundaries are firm, when you know you can trust your instinct, when you know you can listen to your intuition, that's when you're at your best. How do you know when you're doing this? Like, I know that's I mean, okay, I know the short answer is because everything feels right, Melanie. But (laughs) how do you know when you're tapping in and actually 
Because everything feels right, oh, Melanie. <laughs> no, Give me no, a no, more no. of a sign, me. Ah, yeah, no, no. In truth, it, it, it's not it's not even to say that everything feels right, but that it's a feeling. So you have a good sense of, you know, when you walk away from a, a group of people and you have you've expressed your opinion and you've done it in a way that you've been honest, you've been truthful, but you haven't offended anyone. Mm. You haven't thrown your toys out of the pram, but you've, you know, you've set out the boundaries. You've been yourself, but still honoured who you yes. are and what you're about. How good does that feel? You actually don't. It's not that you don't care about no, it's the results, not that. but it's that you have done your best. It's the feeling Absolutely. of having done your best. That's exactly it. Mm. And I think that all any of us can ever really measure ourselves upon is did we do our best? Mm. You know, like I remember when when I was looking after my parents when they were ill and, you know, the guilt afterwards when they die and you say to yourself, like, did I do enough? Did I spend enough time? And I've heard so many people go through this same story who've lost their parents since then. And it is, it's the guilt. But the question then, and I remember my counsellor at the time saying to me, do you think you did your best? Honestly, do you really think you did your best? And I knew the answer was yes. And I did more than what I thought was my best. That's all I needed to know. Mm. I just needed to accept that actually doing your best is enough. That we can only be as good a friend, as good a wife, as good a business partner, as good a daughter, as good a sister, as we are able to be. Mm, mm. So it's not pre- be pretending to be something you're not. It's being who you are and not being selfish and not being rude and not being insulting, but just being honest with yourself and just knowing that actually being doing your best is enough. Well, that is a really interesting point that you've brought up because um, this whole thing about being honest with yourself, because I do think we're all taught or we're all told now Mm -hmm. to listen to ourselves and to listen to how you are being guided and the the whole thing about you know don't beat yourself up don't be too hard on yourself Mm. now when is the voice that says ah no Neve, do you know what you've done enough today get back onto that sofa now And have 23 bars of chocolate and don't be bothering yourself with any of that work (laughs) nonsense. Now, that voice is just as loud as the one that goes, come on, you've got to go out and you've got to work harder and you've got to do better. It's the balance between the good wolf and the bad wolf that people talk about and which one is the one that dominates and it's the one you feed. But equally, there has to be a line that you've got to tell your intuition to just cop on a little bit. Yeah. And I honestly think that while both those voices have space and and we make room for them in mm. our lives, the truth of it is that we know ourselves which voice we're listening to. We have a really good sense if we allow ourselves, be honest and say, OK, is the voice that's telling me to sit on the couch and have the 23 bars mm. of chocolate? Is that what I think is what I need to do t- today. Is that really what I need to do? And and maybe it is. Mm, maybe mm. this Friday that is what you need to do. Mm. But it's not what you need to do this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Like Every Friday. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's a case of like you just have to uh, like I believe that we know innately 
what which voice is calling to mm. us. But I think that we have to be open to doing things a different way. We can't be always pushing ourselves or going to the gym two days a week, two times a day, seven days a week. Excessive. That mm. would be that's not good and that's not good for us. But our, our rational mind are, you know, to be healthy, to be fit. I need to be doing this. I need to be going. I need to be keeping up my steps. Mm. I need to be. But but equally, we know in our heart of hearts, our intuition is telling us you need a rest day. You need to slow mm. down. It's unlikely it's going to tell you you need to have 23 bars of chocolate no. on the Friday night. But it will tell you sometimes that you do need to. It's the balance, but you that you need yeah. to listen to that. too. But sometimes you need to push through that voice as yeah, well. You yeah. know, sometimes you need to say, do you know what? That would be a really, really lovely thing to do. That would be a lovely option. Yeah. But, do you know, I actually know in my heart of hearts and you've just answered my question there because your heart of hearts tells you yeah, it does. that is your real it intuition. Does. And the thing is, you know, you should listen to that voice every so often and then see how it made you feel. See when you did that and stayed in on the Friday with the 23 bars mm. of chocolate. Did you feel any better on the Saturday? Mm. Or were you so racked with guilt? Were mm. you so were you out pounding the streets all day Saturday mm. to make mm. up for it? Mm. Well, then that doesn't make sense. That's not it's self not care. Yeah, that's not looking after yourself. So it's just it's it's just letting yourself make the right decisions based on how you feel. Actually, yes, I've one of my notes down written here, which was to ask you about the difference between indulgence and self-care. Yeah. And again, you know, we need both. We need a lot of self-care in our lives. Um, but every so often we need some some indulgence. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it, different things might speak to others in terms of indulgence. For some people, it could be going out in the town and having a full bottle of champagne all to themselves and having the hang over the day after yeah. for others like ourselves it might yeah. be more just having the you know the early night the bath the great TV mm. you know all the, the different things appeal to different people or it could be going for a massage or it could be going for a yoga class or going into the woods or it could be sitting at home all day under your big you know duvet watching television mm. it's different things will indulge people differently and you just have to know what it is that that you indulges yeah. you but once an indulgence becomes a habit then it's a yeah. problem yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and not necessarily a problem again it's the balance like yeah. you know we do need to look after ourselves a lot more than we do we you know if, if you're somebody that responds well to massages then you should be booking in to have a massage at least once a month if mm. not maybe twice a month you know rather than saving it for the big treat like what are you saving that for you know you do all the things you're supposed to do week in week out every two weeks or every three weeks to say to yourself I'm going to go for a nice massage mm. or I'm going to go to a yoga class or I'm going to I, I was going to say meditation but we're assuming you're doing that every mm. day anyhow mm -hmm. as part of your daily practice but that's self-care that your daily practice is actually self-care as well it's just knowing that something that can be indulgent doesn't need to become a regular habit but self-care should always be a regular right. habit. Right okay how do we tune in to our intuition. Okay, um, there's a couple of different ways, but I suppose the first thing to say about intuition is that as, as children, if you look around at small people, like, you know, young people, they especially, you know, four or five when they start or 
talking. I know they start, <laughs> they start talking before that. But like when they get very communicative and very expressive and and they are at that stage of their lives, they are so in tune with their intuition because everything they react, everything from how it makes them feel. So they don't know I'm supposed to like this or I'm not supposed to like that. Everything that they express or communicate is a reaction to how they mm, feel. Mm. So as children, children have intuition like so finely tuned. Unfortunately, as we get older and as people start to impress upon us, whether it's our parents, whether it's our teachers, our siblings, our friends, mm. um, society, you know, blah, blah, blah. As they start to influence us and influence how we think and what we should say, that starts to really dull down our our being in touch with our intuition because we're not it's it's harder for us to rely on the validity. Am I feeling this because I'm told to or because I should or because it's genuinely what makes me mm. tick or it's, uh, yeah. so. That's why I think sometimes as we get older, we start getting more in tune with our intuition again, because it becomes less about what other people are saying to us. And particularly, I think, you know, if you think of teenagers, very few teenagers are really in tune with their intuition because they're so influenced by what's going on Mm. around them. Now, I don't mean to be give the mass generalization, sweeping all teenagers with the same brush. But it's at that stage of our lives where we're more susceptible to being influenced by other you're people. You're very porous. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Exactly. And it is. It's part of learning and it's part of developing. So, you know, for as children, we have that like, you know, wide eyed innocence. And then as we get older, it's about tuning back into what feels right for you? What is it that matters to you? Mm-hmm. What do you want in terms of the boundaries, in terms of yeah. your, whatever? And that's then reflected in terms of being able to trust your intuition because you can trust that it's what your intuition is telling you because your intuition knows what you want. How conscious should you this sounds like a ridiculous question but how conscious should you be of tapping in and how much should you just let it just do its thing I think to develop your intuition to where you'd like it to be I think you have to be very conscious of it okay and I think the ideal time to do that is when you're meditating mm-hmm. it is in silence it is when you're like slowing down when you're calmer it makes it it's just physically and practically more possible to be able to start thinking about how do things make me feel you know when you're journaling or even if you're out for a walk just to start thinking about something that if you have a decision to make or or there's something pressing on your Mm. mind to really spend time thinking about the options the alternatives and to start trusting how you feel So it's your experiences and trust comes from a place of acceptance. So if we trust something, it's because we accept it. We accept that that's our reality and that that's best for us. So it makes it easier for us to trust it. And Mm. then if we trust it, then we're going to be less questioning. We'll challenge our intuition a lot less as we become to trust as we Mm. start trusting it more. I understand. Yes, yes, I understand. Um, and I think there's also a really good point to be made for the difference between accountability yeah. 
and beating yourself up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they're they're kind of they're worlds apart. I know in in language terms we throw them out mm. in the the same sentences very often for the same meaning. But being accountable, you know, how I perceive accountability is something that you promise or you pledge you're going to do. Mm. Somebody is saying to you, well. Did you? Mm. Are, can you deliver on that? Are you, you know, whether it's a goal, whether it's an objective, some mm. somebody, it's really good having somebody that holds you accountable. It can be a good friend. It could be not necessarily, you know, a family member. You're, you know, but your intuition will help you be accountable. Yeah, won't absolutely. It? Yeah. For yourself, like mm. we hold ourselves up to the highest of standard. Mm. So, yeah, certainly we can hold ourselves accountable. And you're right in terms of that's where the fine line then is. If you don't meet the goal or you mm. don't reach the objective it's not to say there you go again didn't you just do it again you see this and, is the thing yeah. because you know you knew you could do better you knew you said you were going to you didn't whatever yeah. and it's it's trying to stop that dialogue playing yep. in your head when you're trying to be a little bit reflective yeah. and that's where language is so important again you know it's going back to we've talked about this before in terms of the language we use and how our mind doesn't know when our mind yeah. reacts to the words it hears so yeah. it could be oh you big mess why did you go out there now and you know s- promise yourself you were going to do that and then you didn't and you've gone and made a hames of it and, and you know everyone saw what you did and mm. now they're all thinking you're a bloody Egypt mm. and like you can convince yourself n- not even convince yourself but the language you use is bringing you down further and further and you're judging yourself you're criticizing yourself you wouldn't talk to a friend like that but you talk to yourself exactly like that. exactly so could you give us a few little pointers just um you know maybe as we lead out now on you know maybe how to make friends with your intuition yeah how to tune into your to your intuition and maybe how to develop that relationship yeah well I, I suppose the first thing I would say is to try and just give yourself time when it comes to tuning into mm. it. It's to to recognize that, you know, it's there. We all have intuition inside us. The only thing that that is pushing it down is our kind of our new habits, our new practices, our, our we think are better ways of doing things. And, and yeah. very often that can be that we rely too heavily on, on our brain, our rational, our logic, whereas it's to to try and reconnect the head and the heart mm. and the head and the stomach. So it's to really give yourself the time to do that. And the best time, as I said, could be when you're meditating or when you're just sitting, you know, at home on your own Mm. or you're out for a walk. But just to when you're making a decision or when you're trying to test your intuition Mm. to just not put pressure on yourself, Mm. not to judge yourself, to approach every situation kind of free of judgment and free of, look, I'm just going to just let let this sit and see what what happens. And then when you feel you've exercised your Mm -hmm. intuition, remember how it made you feel. Mm. Remember how that experience felt. So did you feel you did your best? How do you feel with your decision? That's when what were the learnings? What are the learnings from it? Would I do that again in the same way? Mm. And and realizing that every time you do it, you're exercising the muscle and gets a little bit easier and a little bit easier. But the, the, the main thing to say to you is, we all have intuition. We just don't all listen to it. So just start listening. Just let let all the other noise kind of fade away. Give yourself that space to do that, mm-hmm. the, the room to create. But please don't judge yourself. Don't. There's no right or wrong way. Yeah. There's no right or wrong answer. Your intuition is about how it makes you feel. And that's not right or wrong. Great. Thank you very much, Neve. Okay. 